welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday. We got all your Monday NBA action and news coming to you. I'm Zach Harper. Dave DeFore joining me. Rob Lopez pushing buttons, steering the ship, doing all those cliches of running the show. Coming up on the show today, James Dolan might want to sell the Knicks. The Pacers are going to make history. And we found our new Durant-Westbrook combination. But first, Dave, we got to start with the travel herd around the NBA world. Rockets 102, Jazz 97, controversial play that everyone's making fun of. Even Isaiah Thomas is talking about it. He's tweeting about it, saying he's going to be unstoppable if they're allowing this now. It was like a five, legitimately like a four or five step, step back, a steps back jumper. Is that what it was? James it Harden was at the end of that game? There were numerous steps. I think he's still stepping back. Was the was the foul call or the 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 non travel the more egregious part of that? Because I didn't think Rubio got him, and I it was definitely a travel. See, I think he got him just you know with the lower body or whatever, and they're going to call that on Harden. But the travel, the obvious travel, I mean, yeah. just absurd. Yeah, and I mean, I'm so we had, I'm we had Steve Kerr. We, yeah, me too. Like we had Steve Kerr, you know, kind of mentioned that this was a travel on Twitter by accident. Right. Right. Uh, last year, the year before oh, last year, it was last year and saying like, Hey, that step back is travel. And I don't actually don't think his step back is a travel, but that one, I mean, he was, he was tap dancing. He was legitimately tap dancing. Yeah. It was that, that what's that guy's name? B dot a dot. Oh, Brandon the, Armstrong. Yeah. It was a. exactly what it was. I, I, you know, sometimes I wonder if, if Harden like pays attention to that. Maybe he's like, well, let me see what I can get away with. Yeah, I mean, he's. I it mean, was ridiculous. All, all NBA players seem to see what they can get away with, so it wouldn't <laughs> shock me. Well, well, I think what's unfortunate, and obviously we started off with this, so it's, we're part of the problem, but that will overshadow the ridiculous game that James Harden had, right? 47 points, uh, 47 points in that game. He had six rebounds, five assists, five steals, was 14 of 31 from the field, 15 of 20, or 15 of 16 from the free throw line. The rest of his team had 55 points on 32% shooting. He's ridiculous right now. Uh, the Rockets are six and four in their last 10, uh, one, four in a row. And uh, this turnaround, I mean, I think you have to lay it solely at his feet. He really has kicked it up a notch when they were scuffling. And this is kind of what MVPs do. You know, we, we said that he was putting up MVP numbers and he has been all season. He's leading the league in scoring. But this last three or four games, I mean, he's just been a whole nother level. Yeah, he has. Here are his last three games. Here are the averages. 43 points, averaging 43 points, 9.3 rebounds, 8.6 assists, 52% from the field. He's taken 48 total free throw attempts. And by the way, has kicked up his defensive effort quite a bit. I mean, of course, it comes in well, spurts. Well, hold on. Hold it on, comes in on. spurts. Wait, we can praise James Harden a lot. We're not going to lie about him. All right. He's had a no, couple of moments. I wouldn't say he's kicked up his effort. Hey, on how many did he have? Bit. How many did he have in the first 24 games? All right, that's fair. There but you I'm go. Just, I'm just saying, like it's it's still. I mean, that's like saying I I tried because I stole a basketball from somebody. Can the can the Jazz get Donovan Mitchell some help? Oh, man, can they just give him some better shots? I mean, uh, 23 points on 22 shots tonight. Yeah, and he had eight rebounds. He had five steals or five assists. He had three steals. Like he was okay, but down the stretch, it just seems to be like, all right, you're dribbling out there. Go get us something. They're like, they don't really run their offense. It's the thing is I've heard, I've had coaches tell me before, like they have one of the most, the jazz have one of the most complicated playbooks to prepare for. Cause there's so much action. And then at the end of the game, they just do the, the hero ball stuff. And I get it. Like Mitchell's good. This is, this is typical. It's you know, typical. Plenty but of teams have, do this. What, yeah. But when you're like, when you're already struggling offensively, why make it harder on yourself? No, I mean, I, I agree. And, and in, in particular, when every other team knows Mitchell's the only guy who's 
going to be able to do what he does. They, they yeah. don't have another guy who can make his own shot like that. I mean, Ingles is, is very good, but he's not going to get past you the way that Mitchell does. Right. And they weren't even playing him down the stretch. Like he was so bad in this game, missed two free throws on, on a trip um, was one of four shooting. Like he did, he wasn't really a factor aside from a, you know, a little bit of passing, but he didn't even play down the stretch. Their late game execution was a mess. They had 24 turnovers on the night. Uh, Rudy Gobert had a nice game with 18 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, three blocks. But you're, you know, you're ma- even the travel aside, right? That James Harden got away with, like they went under a screen, like they were trying to avoid switching Rubio onto Harden at one point late, and so they're so both defenders are just going under the screen, and they just left James Harden open. He's like, all right, I guess I'll take this wide open three pointer, and he just drills it. Like you can't, like they they just as a team, I feel like their identity, even as a defensive unit, just isn't there. Well, and and they did it a couple times, and they got lucky. They got lucky. This game was in anywhere close to to being a game. Yeah, I mean, they're lucky. Uh, the lucky Harden's teammates suck right now because they were. They, I mean, he had to, like you said, they had to bail him out again. Yeah, Harden was only four of twelve on threes, and he missed a couple that were just wide open where no one yeah. was on him. He stood there, realized how open he was, and took a shot that was kind of out of rhythm. So, I mean, it, this very easily could have been a blowout, should have been a blowout. I mean, the Rockets had the lead for the majority of the game, and uh, you know, honestly, like as someone who was very high on the Jazz. They're not who I thought they were. Everybody, you know what day it is. It's Tuesday. That means the back-to-back Wednesday challenge is about to go up today. Go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. That's B, the number two, and B again. Sign up. Put five bucks in that in that account. FanDuel's going to match that with $5 in that account. Now you have $10. You get to play with us. You get to play with B2B listeners every single Wednesday. And if you win that thing, not only do you get some money, you're going to get to be like Rich Guns or even Andre Trotty. But this time, they're just these guys are just switching. They're, they, someone's got to take both these guys down because Rich Guns won this past week. He got to come on the mailbag. He was fantastic. Andre Trotty's been on the couple weeks before that. So if you take home the victory as as they do, uh, you get to be in the mailbag. You get to yell at us. You get to answer questions. You get to have all that fun. Uh, so go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. Put money in. Get money back. And play with B2B listeners every single Wednesday. Let's get to the news from Monday. Uh, first and foremost happened Monday night. The Suns are waving Austin Rivers after the Trevor Ariza trade was finalized today per Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, Austin Rivers has a $12.6 million contract this year. Suns didn't think the 26-year-old would fit with their young core, so they're letting him be free. He can go sign somewhere else. Uh, maybe the Lakers, maybe the Spurs, maybe the Sixers, maybe the Magic, maybe the Pelicans. Maybe a reunion with the Pelicans, Dave. Did Austin Rivers have no trade value to anyone except for the Phoenix Suns to match salaries with Trevor Ariza? It's the Suns. I just assume they're making bad moves. Yeah, it just seems weird. I I mean, you know, there's a few options here. They either really wanted to pay Kelly Oubre or they definitely didn't want Ariza to go to the Lakers or they thought they would just get more in return trading Oubre later on this year. It's it's a it's a really interesting situation. Just seems like a waste of money. Yeah, I know he's a meme, but Austin Rivers actually is a serviceable player who could who could help someone who needs like a third or fourth guard. Uh, speaking of getting help, maybe the Knicks fans will finally get some help. James Dolan would consider selling the Knicks. He told ESPN's Ian O'Connor there have been feelers for the Knicks of upwards of five billion dollars, but nobody has come with a quote unquote bona fide offer. He said you hear numbers all the time uh, when he was asked about selling team. I think people have sent feelers out, but never any were pursued. Uh, it's around that $5 billion number, but those things, it's like a stock price. It's only important if you're going to buy or sell. 
He says he has a responsibility to shareholders and as a majority owner, he doesn't want to sell, but uh, you can't say you can't sell because then you tell your shareholders that your own personal feelings about your assets are more important than their money and they won't invest with you if you do that. Uh, sell the Knicks, please. Yeah, like five, just five billion dollars. I mean, beyond just you know what's crazy though, not being you know good. Crazy. You know what's crazy? I do think that's too low. Really? I think five. I think five billion is way too low for the Knicks. You think ten? Yeah, I think because that's what it would be. Because of the, it's the Knicks. Like that is a they print money when they suck. That's a that's a cash cow. Yeah, just wait till they sign Kevin Durant. Wait till they sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and Chris Porzingis, You know. Grows wings. <laughs> they got Emmanuel Moutier. He's good now. How about that? Hey, Moutier is my guy. He's great. He's, well, great uh, strong. Okay. Great strong, but please please sell the Knicks. <laughs> oh, apparently there was also something from there where uh, he would play he would play the guitar on like flights after losses on the team plane. What? Wait. JD in the straight shots live JD from the team plane? Live from the front row of the team plane. I don't know where the owner sits, but That's yeah, insane. live from Live from that, so uh, yeah, what a hey, what, listen, a, what a great honor. I feel like uh, this could be like a potential uh, Sterling situation where the players just need to complain enough about the the guitar playing, and maybe we can get a sale forced. Got to do it. Uh, speaking of got to do it, the Indiana Pacers have made history. Now I'm probably going to butcher this name, but Kelly Kroskoff, uh is the first woman to ever be named assistant GM. In the NBA, she's been the president and general manager of the WNBA's Indiana Fever for 17 years. Uh, she relinquished those GM duties of the Fever in 2017 to oversee the Pacers' new esports entry in the NBA 2K League. Uh, she said, "My past experience has shown me that building winning teams and elite level culture is not based on gender; it's based on people and processes." I'm excited to join the Pacers as we continue building the best NBA franchise in the business. Uh, she's also had a significant role with the USA Basketball Women's National Team uh, over those three gold medal winning uh, Olympic squads. Uh, so congratulations to Kelly. Congratulations to the Pacers. Uh, I have no idea if it's a good hire, but I think it's good for, uh, for the industry. Well, it's nice to see uh, basketball life or actually come from outside the NBA and get a job with a team. I mean, you know, she had never had an NBA job despite working for the WNBA in the two K league. So it's really, really nice to see that you can get into the NBA from outside after basically an entire career's worth of basketball somewhere else. Uh, Nick nurse is upset, Dave. He is upset. Kawhi Leonard the other night in the loss to the, to the Denver nuggets, a 95, 86 loss shot four free throws the entire night. And Nick nurse told reporters tonight was a very severe case of a guy who was playing great, taking it to the rim and just absolutely getting held, grabbed, poked, slapped, hit and everything. And they refused to call any of it. It was unbelievable to me. You can't tell me one of the best players in the league takes a hundred hits in that game and shoots four free throws. It's ridiculous. The game is one of the, the guy's one of the best players in the league. He doesn't complain. They just turn their head and go the other way. It's been going on all year. Uh, congratulations to the, to the league for the eventual $25,000 that Nick nurse will have to pay them. Uh, yeah. Kawhi only really shoots seven free throws a game. So this is only three off of that. I, but I it's been know. happening all year, Dave. You, you can hear it from Nick nurse. And uh, yeah. speaking of speaking of aggressive comments, Dave Yeager, he praised Luka Doncic the, the other day uh, before the Kings beat the Dallas Mavericks. And, uh, and then when asked about it, because the way he praised it, it seemed like maybe there was a little bit of a shot at the uh, at the Kings front office. Uh, 
when he said that perhaps there is an idea that there's a ceiling on Luka Doncic. He doesn't see it, unfortunately, for the Kings, but he's great for the Mavs and he's great for the NBA. Uh, when asked about this care of John Krasinski of The Athletic, Jaeger uh, pushed back pretty hard on this, saying there's no veiled shots at anybody. When we drafted Marvin Bagley at two, we were high-fiving like crazy. We got the right guy for us. This isn't going to be a story in three days, and it'll definitely be buried five years from now when we have the next Durant-Westbrook. That's how good they're going to be. Dave, what? I, I too, think that De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald could be the next Durant and Westbrook. So I, I looked it up. Uh, there is, I believe, a Durant Scott who, who <laughs> played in the NBA once, and then uh, there is a, a Dexter Westbrook. So... <laughs> Maybe it means them. And and maybe. I, By the look, way, he should be throwing shots at the front office. They missed on Luka Doncic. Plain and simple. I mean, I think Bagley's gonna be good, but yeah, I'd I'd rather have Luka at this point. Yeah. I'd rather, I mean Luka and, and De'Aaron, like that's a pretty good it's a pretty good backcourt. Yeah, but he's not bad either. Everybody, tickets are running out. If you want to go to Boston Live, Count the Dings back-to-back live podcast show Saturday, March 2nd. It's at the end of the Sloan Conference. It's at the Middle East in Boston. Not the uh, part of the world, but it is a place, a venue in Boston. You can go watch us do our live podcast, hang out with us after, have a really good time. Tickets are on sale to the general public. VIP is sold out. But go to patreon.com slash count the dings, become a Patreon subscriber, get into the Discord, and then maybe you can get a, a VIP on the ticket on the uh, secondary market you can go to count the dings twitter or jade's twitter page at jade underscore hoy for ticket links again march 2nd at the middle east in boston end of the sloan analytics conference come see our live show we've got other action from around the nba on monday let's get through that bucks 107 pistons 104 blake griffin missed multiple three-point attempts in the final possession of the game and the pistons failed to tie it up to push to overtime Giannis 32 points 12 rebounds five assists welcome back Chris Middleton, he's been playing. Don't get me wrong, he's been playing, but he's been terrible. He had 22 points on 7 of 16 from the field after really struggling for the last couple of weeks. He's been shooting 29% from the field over his last uh, seven games, I believe. So this is, you know, 7 of 16 isn't exactly burning down the nets, but it's a, it's a good bounce back for him. Eric Bledsoe had 17 points, 9 assists. Blake Griffin with a quadruple double, Dave. Maybe we should have let off with this because he had 19 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds, and 10 turnovers. You know, this is a case where a guy's actually having to do too much. He's the only real playmaker on the team. And yes, that's a shot at Reggie Jackson. Can we get this man some help? He could use a point guard that could actually create shots for other people and maybe even get him some easy looks. And I actually believe, and you watch this game tonight, they were right in it with one of the best teams. I mean, I'm sure Zach, you would say the best team in the East. Absolutely. They are a good point guard away from being a pretty good team. Yeah. Like there's not, I mean, look, they're not as deep as this team, but there's not a lot of reasons that they couldn't be what Indiana is if they just had a point guard. I think they they could have a higher ceiling because of what Blake can do. And then the fact that Drummond, I mean, the extra possessions they get from Drummond, if you can kick them out to a, a, a point guard that can shoot, right? Like just, you can play Bullock, Kennard, Blake Griffin, and one more guy, and you're, you're surrounding Drummond with four shooters. That's actually pretty potent. 
Yeah, the problem is they keep dumping it into Drummond, and that's a waste of a possession. Uh, Reggie Bullock had 24 points to lead the Pistons. Stanley Johnson had 20 off the bench. Warriors 110, Grizzlies 93. No Mike Conley for the Grizzlies in this one, and it showed. The Warriors just destroyed him. Steph had 20. Uh, Jonas Jerebko had 16 off the bench. Kevin Durant passed Larry Bird for 33rd on the all-time scoring list, finishing with 23 points, 5 assists. Had some cool comments after the game. Hell yeah! Somebody caught, texted me after the game and uh, showed me a uh, screenshot, and I was giddy like a little kid. I mean, grew up watching Larry Bird. And, well, not really; he's older, but you grew up kind of knowing, <laughs> knowing the legend of, of Larry Legend, and uh, you know, sort of to be amongst the greats. That's um, all you really, that's all you really want to do. That's a great accomplishment, but I keep going. Uh, Omri Caspi led the team with 20 points for Memphis. Uh, I'm guessing it's been a long time since Omri Caspi leading the team in scoring meant that it came in a win. He Maybe he led his high school team in scoring at some point? Uh, maybe. Probably not, though. Suns 128, Knicks 110. Devin Booker put on a show for Madison Square Garden. 38 points on 11 of 23 shooting, 14 of 15 from the free throw line. Uh, remember that tweet? From Ennis Cantor with a picture of Devin Booker holding up an L and said, hold that L. Well, Devin Booker quote tweeted that tonight uh, from way back in January of 2018 with a quote, run a pick and roll at zero zero every time. Can't play Cantor. Ennis Cantor wears zero zero. Manuel Moutier has been on fire for the Knicks lately. 32 points, six rebounds, six assists. TJ Warren balled out with 26 points. DeAndre Aiden, 21 points, 13 rebounds. Jamal Crawford. Set a career high with 14 assists off the bench, and the Suns outscored the Knicks 41 to 17 in the third quarter. TJ Warren tied the Knicks 17-17 in the third quarter. Thunder Bulls, uh, Thunder 121, Bulls 96. The weird thing from this game, this was a blowout. Russ had a had a triple double. Paul George had a good game. Laurie Markinen had 16 and 15. Bulls turned over 24 times, but there was a kerfuffle between Russell Westbrook, who shoved Chris Dunn on a screen attempt. Dunn then pushed him back. Bodies were thrown together. Jeremy Grant got in the middle of it. He started pushing people. Robin Lopez came through and just started being crazy. They tussled a little bit. Robin Lopez fell into the in a little bit into the first row. Steven Adams came in. Robin Lopez had a crazy look in his eye. And all this happened, not a single ejection. Not a single one. I don't understand it, but that's what happened. Well, it was a kerfuffle and not a Donnybrook. Not a Donnybrook because there are no punches thrown. Exactly. Wolves 132, Kings 105. This was all kinds of a blowout. Wolves led by 30 points at the half. Nine players for the Wolves in double figures. Andrew Wiggins led them with 17 points. The Kings were on a second night of a back-to-back, so maybe that's the reason. Or it could be that I eulogized Kangs with a Z, the the joking way we talk about the Kings screwing things up in uh, power rankings for the Athletic this week, and then they just got destroyed. Buddy Hill did have 21 points in 18 minutes, though. Spurs 114, Sixers 87. Spurs are... Five and one on their six-game homestand. Lamarcus Aldridge, 20 points. DeMar DeRozan, 20 points. Rudy Gay, 21 points. Uh, Embiid had 13, 11, and five. Ben Simmons had 16, six, and six. Jimmy Butler, six points on three of 13 shooting, but this one was not close. It was not close early. And then uh, the probably the other best game of the night, Blazers 131, Clippers 127. Huge third quarter by the Blazers to k- take control of this game. Lillard had 22 in the third. Huge fourth quarter by the Clippers to make it a game. Tobias Harris had 39 and 11. Shea Gilgis Alexander had a career high with 24 points. Uh, Lillard, though, 39. 
39 points overall. CJ McCollum hit a big jumper over Gallo, finished with 27. Uh, weird officiating in this game. It's a weird no call with Gallo and Alfred Camino. Uh, Patrick Beverly fouled out on a couple of uh, questionable calls for his fourth and fifth fouls, I believe. And uh, Montrez Harrell got ejected on a flagrant two on something that looked like nothing against Yusuf Nurkic. So I don't understand this one. But Dave, what did you see from this Blazers-Clippers game? Well, the Clippers are scuffling a little bit after their really hot start. But when I watch the Trailblazers play, it is so frustrating to watch a guy like Dame Lillard kind of wasting his prime uh, 39 tonight. And he's on a team that without him might not win 25 games, but they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, you know what's interesting about this team is that you kind of think like, oh, maybe they can just stagger. And this is over the last couple of years. Like, oh, they could just stagger Dame and CJ a little bit. But when Dame is off the floor and it's just CJ, they're bad. Like they're yeah. really bad in those situations. And so, yeah, they really do need Dame as much as it seems like they, they should. Yeah, he's the difference between playoffs and the lottery. And we might need to start discussing that when we talk about MVP candidates. I mean, of course, they're not going to have a high enough seed for him to win it. But the truth is that Damian Lillard is the big difference on that team. All right, let's do line of the night. Uh, we've got a few candidates. James Harden, probably the front runner, 47.6 rebounds, five assists, five steals. Devin Booker at 38-7 and two. Blake Griffin, again, quadruple double, Dave, 19 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds, 10 turnovers. Giannis, 32-12 and five. Russ, Russell Westbrook had 13 points, 16 rebounds, 11 assists, five steals. Lillard with 39, Tobias Harris with 39-11. Who gets your, game, or, or your line of the night? Got to go with Harden. Just such a huge performance from him, and, and in particular on the on the heels of the last two games. I mean, yeah. his, his numbers have just been nuts. And I mean, Giannis, it's pretty pedestrian at this point, what he's doing. When you watch him, it's just like, Oh, of course, Giannis is at 30 and 12. Every it night. is. Yeah. It is kind of crazy how normalized those stats have been for him. Uh, I'm going Devin Booker, 38.7 rebounds, two assists. Doesn't sound like a lot. And it just came against the lowly Knicks, but that tweet, that tweet against <laughs> Anna's Cantor, man, that's one body he caught as well. So that's uh, that's going to be my line of the night. Make sure you like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash count the dings. Like us, share it amongst your Facebook friends and family. Uh, interact with us on there. Check out new Basketball Buds episode dropping today on Tuesday. And, of course, we have Nerd She Wrote coming out on Thursday. Go download the new BOMM episode from uh, the separate Black Opinions Matter Monday feed where you can find it on all podcast forums. Subscribe, rate, review, do all that good stuff. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. You, the Daily Ding, as well as Kian Fahey's NFL Pod, The Interceptable, with a fantastic co-host, and of course, the House of Strauss. Thanks for waking up with us. Get that holiday shopping finished so you're not there on Christmas Eve trying to figure out what candle smells the best for your family members. Dave, you got a ding-ding for me? Ding-ding. <laughs> <laughs>